Welcome to the Christian Classical Corner with Jesus the Good Shepherd Anglican Church and the Good Shepherd School Project, where we discuss Christian classical education as a way forward for educating God's children. Greetings, friends in Christ. My name is Margaret Douglas, and I am the headmistress of the Good Shepherd School Project at Jesus the Good Shepherd Anglican Church. Let's talk some classical education. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. A prayer for guidance. Go before us, O Lord, in all our doings with your most gracious favor, and further us with your continual help, that in all our works begun, continued, and ended in you, we may glorify your holy name, and finally, through your mercy, obtain everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. For quiet confidence. O God of peace, who has taught us that in returning and rest we shall be saved, in quietness and in confidence shall be our strength. By the might of thy Spirit lift us, we pray thee, to thy presence, where we may be still and know that thou art God. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters. Great to be with you and the whole KKVV family here at the Christian Classical Corner, where we're talking about how we can use Christian classical education as a way to guide our students to better follow the Lord and help them to find that quiet confidence that comes from being in tune with the Holy Spirit an especially important thing in these crazy and tumultuous times. Like all the prayers that we pray here at the corner, these can be found in our Anglican Book of Common Prayer. That's available online for you in free downloadable PDF form. Just go to bcp2019.anglicanchurch.net. That's bcp2019.anglicanchurch. Well, speaking of students who have been strengthened to weather these crazy and tumultuous times, I'm thrilled to have here in the studio with us today Mary Giles, who is one of our upper school students at the Good Shepherd School Project. And this year she's part-time with us at GSS because she's also a student at the Nevada State High School this year. Uh, Now, Mary was educated at home up until this year. And as a homeschooler whose education followed some pretty classical lines, focus on morals and values, deep reading of classical literature, integrated knowledge between subjects, truly learning her roots, also learning to take care of others, all the hallmarks of a Christian classical education, she's noticed a few differences between her experience and how that has formed her as a person and what she's seeing in the public school settings. And she's here with us this morning to relate some of those experiences and observations to us. Mary, welcome to the Christian Classical Corner. Thank you for having me. All right. So first, Mary, tell us about your own walk with the Lord. How did you come to find your own relationship with God? My relationship with God started really before I was even born, through the prayers of my grandmother, through my mother and my father being faithful Christians, and all the Christians who were mature in my life had a big influence on me early on. You have an amazingly prayerful grandmother. 
True. <laughs> I've known your grandmother for over 20 years, and, and she is. Tell the story about um, her prayers for your mother. Well, my grandmother started praying for my father, of course, but also for his future wife. And my mother says that that had, she felt those prayers, that that had an impact drawing her towards the Lord. I love hearing that story. That's just an amazing thing. Because she, she wasn't always walking with the Lord. And, and it pulled her in and yes, formed her from just the, the power of a praying mother. Never, ever take advantage. Don't, don't, you got to understand that power of a praying mother, right? Don't ever take that for granted. Um, so you have been walking in the faith for quite some time. Yes. And you've been leading others in the faith. For three years now. I've been a catechist, which Ooh, is a, That's one of those fancy words again. Yes. <laughs> I, know, I know some listeners are always complaining. She's always throwing out those weird-sounding words. Tell us what a catechist is, Mary. A catechist is a mentor, um, a discipler, a teacher, whose job it is to draw others to Christ through truth and learning. And you started studying for this when you were how old? Thirteen. Thirteen. Wow. What got you started on that path? Well, I was at Diocesan Convention, which is when all the Anglicans in our area meet together. It's kind of nice to know you're not the only ones out here. Yes, and we should we should tell our <laughs> KKVV listeners that our diocese or, or Anglicans in our area kind of radiate out. We're sort of the fringe edge of our diocese. Um, the center of our diocese is actually in Fresno. Uh, we're called the Diocese of San Joaquin in the Anglican Church of North America. So you were up in California, hanging with, with the Fresno people. Yes, I'd taken the long drive to meet the Fresno people, and I was listening to all these wonderful presentations about ministries that were happening, and schools that were being formed, and my friend Father Anthony, and Great guy, Father his Anthony. partner in catechesis, Beth Conkle, were presenting their idea for a school of catechists, and that called to me. So basically training the trainers. Yes. Bringing people up to train others in the faith. Uh, and you're actually, we, we should tell listeners, you're, I mean, we're both catechists. Um, we've both been trained by the diocese as catechists. But you're actually the senior catechist, even though you've only had your, your well, they couldn't give you your license until this year because you didn't turn yes. 16 until this year. Yes. I couldn't get my full license. Right. But you have had three years of training in this, and I have only had one year of training in this. Well, you've had training in many other things <laughs> for many years. But there you are, 13 years old, becoming a fully trained missioner, discipler, um, mentor for other people in the faith. What do you think it was about your upbringing that put you in such a position to even hear the Spirit calling to you in that? Well, my education was very, um, it was very focused on forming the person mm. towards what Christ had for them. So everything about my education was training me to do what it was the Lord had for me, and it was training me to listen for that, and it was training me to see the needs in others. So when I went out in the world um, through extracurricular activities and meeting friends and meeting family were having very different experiences, um, I saw in them a, a confusion and that deeply saddened me and it made me want to help them through that confusion. And what do you think that confusion was? Just 
a confusion of purpose or? A confusion of purpose. Um, they just didn't know Christ. And that left them in a confused state? Yeah. Yeah. So you weren't sheltered and hidden in your house and, and not able to go out and see other people and do other things, right? I did go outside. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, you had, had quite a career as a swimmer for a while. Yes, yeah? I did. And I made a lot of very lovely friends. Um, and a lot of them had questions, which I didn't find myself able to answer at the time. And that disturbed me. <laughs> because you wanted to be able to help yeah. their confusion. I wanted to help them. Right. So it encouraged you then to get the education to help. Yep. So when it was right there in front of me being offered a way to help these people find answers, I took it. Do you think some of the people that you're dealing with now in your high school situation are looking for answers? I mean, do you sense the same sort of confusion in the students that you're, you're in school with now? Yes. We don't have a lot of these conversations that I was used to having through my classical education about deeper meaning and purpose in life, but the topic does come up sometimes, and they're kind of like patchworking together their own answer because it was never given to them mm. what their purpose in life is. So they're, they're, trying to, they're trying to form one, but... And find it just sort of as, as the craziness of modernity hands yes. it to them. Um, does that cause stress? Definitely, I think. <laughs> yes, there's quite a lot of stress going on. <laughs> How do you see that, that playing out then, sort of on a, on a day-to-day basis? I mean, when a, what are some of the ways in which that stress or that confusion manifests itself? I think it manifests itself in less than ideal behavior, especially um, attitudes towards learning, attitudes towards excellence. There's mm. not a lot of um, striving for excellence for its own sake. What are they striving for? They're striving for the things they've been told to search for, you know, a job, happiness, um, contentment with material things, which um, education can bring you those things, and that's not a bad thing, but education should be bringing you something more. Yeah. I mean, we all need a roof over our head, food on the table, but um, is that our sole purpose as a human being? Right. And <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> yeah, well, because the Lord says he's going to provide those things for us, right? You know, he says he, he takes care of even the flowers of the fields and the birds in the air. So we don't have to, we shouldn't be worrying about those things, right? Um, but students today have been taught to only worry about those things. Yes, and worry about them. Um, to a degree in which some they may see some behavior as acceptable, maybe underhanded behavior as acceptable mm. in achieving those things. Kind of taking shortcuts? Taking shortcuts, yeah. yeah. And do you think that they're learning or just achieving? And when I say achieving, I kind of mean like achieving the grade. <laughs> yes, I, that is a, a big part of the attitude because the, the grades are kind of all that's talked about. You know, mm. it's what grade did you get on this test if you didn't use this study curriculum? And it's just not. Um, it's not about, gee, this is interesting material and we should be talking about this and right. learning it. And right. It's all about what grade you got. Yes. Yeah. So how do you feel then being in the midst of all this when you have such a different viewpoint? It can be confusing at times, maybe a little bit unsettling, but um, I also feel sad mm. a lot. 
And I hope that there is some, that these people find what it is that they're looking for, really. I hope they find their purpose in life. And deeper purpose that doesn't end with a grade or a diploma or um, even a job. Because right. I think a lot of people get out into the into the world and they have their job and they're like, okay, I got the degree, I got the job, I got the house. Now what? Right. Because no. <laughs> that's what true education tells you is now what? What is it that the Lord made you to be and how can you be the best at it? Yeah. We've talked here at the corner and, and about GSS in general, about being a pasture about being a, a, a nurturing place where those sorts of, of ideas and that openness to the spirit of, of taking you into your calling, wherever it may be, being a catechist or a teacher or whatever it might be, um, that we want to be that for folks. And, of course, you were in a homeschool situation where you had that as well. Do you think that, that there's any sense in the students that, that you work with, that their school situation is, is a pasture, that it's nurturing them at all? Um. I don't think so. Um, well, because the very nature of it, right, you're going out into the world away from your pasture, away from your home, to go out and prove yourself. And mm -hmm. that's not what you do in a pasture. What you do in a pasture is you're, you're being nurtured. You're not going out to be, you know, tested and graded and I think the very atmosphere is antithetical to a pasture. Yeah. And everybody does kind of want to, to break out of home and, and leave home. And you're rather different in that, too. You, um, you had an experience at Hillsdale, which now Hillsdale College, we've quoted some stuff from Hillsdale College here before at the corner. They're, they're not a Christian school, are they? No. But they are um, very open-minded school they're a very classical school and they have they're very welcoming to christians and um they've got an awesome bible division um you got to go there this summer and most of the or at least half the kids who were there were homeschooled right there were quite a few homeschoolers quite a few just general classical education private schools Right. So people who are coming from much more similar background, but you still f found some differences. Yes. Um, I found differences in their attitude towards um, home and also purpose in life, because I think a lot of them were seeing college as the answer to what they were looking for. Because like, Hillsdale College is a, is a wonderful place, and yeah. they do, I think, bring people up in that purpose in life. But... I do wonder if college becomes out of proportion. Ooh, that's interesting. It becomes maybe a little bit too important if education itself becomes the goal. Right. Rather than, it's an end rather than a means. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, there are some of us who are perpetual students. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I keep saying that we need to model lifetime learning. So, But you're talking about the institution of college itself. Yes, the itself. institution of college. <laughs> Which, I mean, I'd love to go to Hillsdale for the rest of my life. Uh, that'd be great. Just keep taking their amazing online courses. Excellent. And we should, we should um, mention that you have no connection to Hillsdale and you're not being paid to, to not talk paid. of Hillsdale. <laughs> but it's amazing. You should check it out. <laughs> but that would not be your first choice for what to do next in your life. No. I think that 
I'm, I mean, I've started my ministry here and I've made connections with people here with GSS, with Jesus the Good Shepherd. And I feel right now I have a responsibility to those connections to serve the people who have served me for most of my life. It's an amazing clarity of calling to have that, um, especially at such a young age. Do you think that maybe the voices of modernity that keep screaming, you know, go, 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 prevent people from hearing that? Yeah, I mean, I feel it. It would be um, fancy and exciting to go away to school. Um, it would definitely be a, look at me, I can, I mean, I can go away and do it by myself. But um, so sometimes I get a little bit jealous. We won't get too deep into it, but you did get very good scores on the ACTs and on your, your uh, yeah. coursework. And so, yes, you could pretty much choose to go anywhere that you wanted. But my education would have been good preparation, yes. But it was also really good preparation for serving people here in Henderson. Which is what you feel the call to do. Yeah. Yeah. Does some of that have to do with simply being thankful for what you have? And I, I know that, um, well, this is a, a topic that comes to me a lot because I, I especially in November, because everything that I do is focused on Thanksgiving in November. I'm, <laughs> I do not decorate for Christmas until after Thanksgiving, of course. Good job. But yes. <laughs> um, but this is the month that I'm really focused on on thankfulness. And I wonder if there's a, a problem with a lack of thankfulness among students. You mean for what they've received in their upbringing? Yeah, and, and what they have. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sometimes hard to see what you have because, you know, staying at home. I mean, homeschooling, classical education, being at home with your family isn't, isn't easy. You know, there's 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 days when it you know falls apart and you don't get done everything that you wanted to get done and it doesn't go the way that it looks on the curriculum packets and everyone's happily really? doing their work by themselves <laughs> there are challenges <laughs> there are challenges <laughs> and so um, I think going away from that you know being an adult by yourself with none of these distracting people behind you it would be easy to not be thankful for that because it's hard sometimes. Yeah. In a public school setting too. I mean, I don't think that students because it's it's become quite the norm. I'm not sure that students have really thought through, wow, I have this opportunity for this education that has not historically always been there that is not everywhere in the world for for students my age. I mean, I'm thinking about um, the people in Afghanistan right now, uh, because we used to live abroad, I know people who knew Afghan students and still have connections with Afghan students. They've got nothing right now, you know. So there's there's sort of this uh, possibly this idea that well, I'm supposed to have this rather than wow, isn't this amazing that I have this? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just the fact that most everyone knows how to read and do basic math is, I mean, that's quite impressive and that we have institutions that do that. Yeah, because historically that hasn't always been true. Yes. So, <laughs> <And it's not laughs> which we know because we study a lot of history in, in classical education. Yes. So, 
<laughs> it's not easy teaching yourself to do things. <laughs> now, you have taught yourself to do things, too, right? I mean, you've, you've taken a lot of agency over your own education. Yeah, um, but there were always supports in place, which I'm very thankful for. If I was confused over a subject, I could always go and talk through it with someone from church or my parents or even my siblings. And I think that's a, also a really important part of education is that it's multi-generational because mm. then it's continuing education for the adults combined with you know primary education for the children. Yes, and then we're all continually learning together in a learning community instead of, you know, here are the teachers and here are the students and, and teachers are above students and students are down at the bottom. And, and it's Yeah, and students are separated out into ages, whereas I always felt that interacting with people a different age than me, it's a whole new perspective on life. And we're, we're blessed to be able to do that at the Good Shepherd School, too, because we just have upper school and lower school. Um, so we have much more integration. Yes. You know, it's not just seven-year-olds are here and ten-year-olds are here. And, and we worship together. I mean, seeing the joy on a seven-year-old's face when they show me their craft project oh. is pretty special. That's pretty special. Your crafts are a big, big help. Oh, <laughs> thank you. They're all over my bedroom. <laughs> I'm glad they're they're very much enjoyed. Yeah, we do those for when we study uh, geography with the with the lower school because we're studying crafts and countries from all over the world. So we have fun with that. What other things from Good Shepherd School have you really enjoyed seeing? Oh, I love the the choir. I love watching people sing together. I think there's a special. Um, aspect in song that opens a new branch of worship and watching children learn that and they excel at it they're doing really well and it's beautiful to watch i love watching the younger kids practice choir oh, awesome so you're still with us for two days a week mm -hmm. um do you feel that you're still getting a lot out of it being there yeah I am, and I'm getting more out of it than I thought I did in the beginning. It was kind of like, oh, you know, we have to go to school now, step outside the door. And, but um, now that I don't get to go as many days as I used to, I really miss it on the days I'm not there. Oh, I could be, you know, discussing common sense and the Declaration of Independence. And, <laughs> and get into deep discussions with people instead of um, just kind of counting what the grades right. are in a public school situation. <laughs> yes. Well, we do want to open this experience for for more people, um, and so we're praying about that so that more people can come into our situation. What would you say to somebody who's thinking about schooling classically and wants a Christian classical education? If you had to give sort of a, a one-line, this is why you should, should do Christian classical education, what would your one-line be? The purpose of Christian classical education is to make your child, to bring your child to their very best self in Christ. Ooh. And if that is your purpose as a parent, then Christian classical education is for you. That's what you ought to be doing, right? Yeah. And we do it four days a week. Um, we run our atrium, uh, which is for current homeschoolers. We run that four days a week in the afternoons. We're also open and available in the mornings to help parents 
homeschool. And I know that that can get a little confusing. Um, no institution can homeschool for a parent. But even though we're not yet a fully licensed school, we have people available, curriculum available to help parents do this, um, even to provide some of the instruction ourselves and to help make that Christian classical situation feasible. And we have people like Mary who can help and can offer their expertise as an older student in a community of learning, correct? Yes. And that's a big part of homeschooling. That's a big part of classical education is finding the resources in your community. And all being a true community together. Yes. Being that pasture and being there for each other. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Mary, for being with us today. We're thrilled to have you. And for folks who want to know more, they can find us at goodshepherdhenderson.info. That's G-O-O-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D-H-E-N-D-E-R-S-O-N dot I-N-F-O. And they can check out our church and support our church at vegasanglican.org. That's V-E-G-A-S-A-N-G-L-I-C-A-N dot O-R-G. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a great week, and God bless. Thanks so much for joining us at the Christian Classical Corner. It's been a pleasure, and we hope that it's been a blessing for you. Want to learn more? Find out more about our school project at goodshepherdhenderson.info and more about our church, where you can support our ministry at vegasanglican.org. Thank you so much. Be blessed. And we'll see you next week, Friday, 8.30 a.m., for more talk on Christian classical education.